Hey, what's up? And welcome to another episode of Sneak Up. It's Pedestrian's podcast dedicated to all things art, music, dance, and all around culture. Sponsored by Platypus Shoes. My name is Jack, and I'm your host and your avatar for the amazing conversations that we've been having here on the show. Today, we're chatting with New Zealand brother-sister duo, Broods. I had the pleasure of jumping on the phone with them since they arrived back at their now home in LA, right after a string of headline shows right across Australia and their second Splendor performance ever. So, without further ado, let's dive right in. So, guys, welcome to Sneak Up. Thank you so much for agreeing to come on the show. It's an absolute pleasure. Thanks for having us. <laughs> My pleasure. So, you've just finished playing Splendor um, and a number of other shows. How does it feel coming back south now that you're living overseas? It always feels good. I think, like, Australia and New Zealand both are, like, equally supportive of us. And we, we've always, like, had really good responses and, like, really great crowds in Australia. So it's been so yeah. amazing. <laughs> I think Australia is, like, the best place for us to play. From, right. the, like, the reaction that we get from the people and yeah. the connection that we have with the crowd is, like... I think Sydney was, like genuinely on the headline tour Sydney was one of the most amazing shows like we've done we've had like from like a crowd reaction perspective like it, it was incredible cool and would you say that it feels similar to when you guys play at home it does kind of like it's this weird it feels like it feels like the same sort of welcome and the same sort of warmth and the same sort of like support that's really special yeah. And how how is it in LA? What's the most major difference to back home, do you think? I think LA is kind of different in every way. <laughs> I can imagine. Um, the accent's different. different. different everywhere in the world. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's kind of like, it's one thing getting used to just like the sheer size of it, but like kind of understanding where you fit <clears throat> is like a whole different kind of problems that you have to solve but yeah it's been, I've been, we've been here for like three and a half years and we're just starting to kind of like figure out how to live here in a way that is like good for us and why did you guys decide to move in the first place i think um <clears throat> living here is um amazing in the way that there is so many opportunities writing and for collaboration with not only musicians but other artists and other fields and things like that. Creative industries. Really yeah, there's a lot of creative people working here and then it's a, we were flying over here a lot mm. you know, to work with certain people and um, just make sense. But also for people to work with us right? for outside, pod, outside things and things like that. It's just, and it's very... Um, when there's, so many, when there's so many people around you doing the same thing, because, like, uh, if you live anywhere else and you do this job, you are considered, like, it's, it's no one has that job. No one does that. But if you live here and you have the community that we do, it's, like, almost everybody... That we know, anyway. ...is, is either having success or struggling right. or in the middle or whatever. Like, we're all... There's so many people that have experienced the same things as you because it's like a, a much more common, um, I think, career or over here and lifestyle, lifestyle and 
I feel like you feel like you've got a lot more of your own people mm. in the cities like this. A lot more kindred spirits, I think, like when it comes to like the the actual struggle of trying to be in a creative career that mm. it's like it's like it's, it's like a freelance it's like the the disease of the freelancer like you know there's you're always kind of like your success is your success but and it's so satisfying but at the same time it's very like kind of saying very fickle right okay so blanket statement do you feel like it's easier to make it as a musician if you live overseas in a community like that compared to say New Zealand or Australia not, no, not, not necessarily. At all. <clears throat> I think we were lucky to start where we started because of the lack of. It was kind of like a point of difference, you know. And yeah, it was easy to come out with something different because I don't know. There's, there's definitely like arguments for both sides, which is better, you know. Songwriting, you know, and isolation can be great. It can be also living a normal life can, can be also creative, be creative be but torturing. Yeah. Right. Okay. I think for us, like. The, the coolest thing about living over here is the community that we've found. And, like, obviously it's not like that for everybody, but, like, we've just been really lucky to kind of tap into a community that really helps us as, like, as people being in this industry because I think, like, sometimes how to be a human being amongst all the touring, amongst all, like, the inconsistency of being in this industry. How to be understood by other people and under and um, sympathise with, I guess, for, like, it's a very different... It's a completely different world that you live in. Different like, problems, different successes, different... Um, pressures and... Yeah. Yeah, it's all very, very different. It's, like, almost trying to, like, learn how to live. Yeah, it's been really helpful to have that community when learning to live in that different lifestyle, you know? Yeah, I can imagine, especially when you've been living there for three and a half years now. I'm sure you've sort of got it reasonably down. We're trying. <laughs> <laughs> Just speaking on community again for a second, how do you guys still remain to stay connected to New Zealand in a musical sense nowadays, now that you're living overseas? A lot of our favourite music is still from Coming New Zealand artists. Like, I think, like, for us, like, a huge, huge influence, like, and a lot of the music that we listen to is coming out of New Zealand, like UMO, like Unknown Mortal Orchestra, Leisure, um, there's dope like young ex coming out like this chick Beanie who's like this young girl mm. that's like really dope stuff and yeah. like it's still like a really really inspiring music industry coming out of New Zealand but the thing is like um it's kind of cool to be able to show that to people over here and like get people onto that and like cheerlead for <laughs> but you definitely do miss out on a lot yeah. As well, you miss out on, like, all the shows that are, like, coming from those artists that are coming up. And, but it's good to go back and, like, submerge yourself in that for, like, we try and get back a lot. We're lucky. We, like, get back for... We try to go back every New Zealand summer and, like, that's when a lot of, like, those shows are happening as well. So mm-hmm. We're back multiple, multiple times during the yeah. year, so we, we catch up as much as possible. Great. It's still, like, it's still like a huge influence in like for the world as us for, for us as like as musicians and people like New Zealand still influences us so much. Cool. Um, just to go on to like your musical process now, do you reckon you could give me a bit of a rundown on how you both started playing music individually, and then how you realised you wanted to do it together? Um, 
I guess like it's been it's been like a huge part of our lives since like we were very young. I mean, like our parents used to just like shove us in front of the piano when we were kids to entertain us. <laughs> I'd be like, I'd be like on in my high chair, like playing to just roll my high chair up to the piano, and I just play there. Hmm. And I think like for our parents, the patient saints that they are. <laughs> um, they just kind of let us mess around until we kind of taught ourselves. And I mean, like my mom taught That's me the guitar. Kind of, we're still like, a ter- terrible theory musician yeah. because we've just had, it's just like figure it out yourself and you'll love it more. That's mm. kind of attitude. Our parents were always had the attitude of like, sure, if you love something, go for it. But you also have to work really hard for it. Like it's just like an element of like passion and discipline, mm-hmm. and you have to keep balance right. And that was like the biggest thing that they taught us when we were like, you know, expressing our like need to be musical and expressing our want to like have careers in, in music and stuff. Like our parents were very supportive, but they were also like, realistically, it's going to be really, really hard. <laughs> and we, they always and put, like pushed us towards creative careers because they knew that that's that was, what we that was needed. Mm. When did you guys realize that putting out music together was something that you really wanted to do? Well, at the beginning, definitely. We had very different strengths that complemented each other a lot. And uh, um, I think those strengths still, like, sit in the same spots, but, like, we have... We've evolved. uh, We have other strengths that uh, very much blur that line now, but... It's kind of crazy how... That's how it started, for sure. it's It's kind of, like, quite crazy how we've evolved as a unit mm. because like it could have easily happened another way and we yeah. could have evolved very differently but but for us like we've always been huge influences on each other's lives whether it's musically or personally yeah and it just kind of happens that like the ways that we complemented each other became like a very, very big influence in how we grew as musicians because, I don't know, like, we kind of leaned on each other for certain things and we've we've um, made up, like, for what each other's, like, what, it, what each other lacks or what each other doesn't, like, necessarily enjoy and, like... Sometimes we'll do these things and then someone has no words and the other person has all the words. And it's fantastic. <laughs> yeah. Imagine if you're doing that by yourself and you're doing an interview and you have nothing to say. Yeah. <laughs> Like this, how we are basically just like tagging in and out of this conversation. Oh no, this is great. This is this is fun listening. <laughs> it's kind of funny though, like how like it's strange. People are often really confused about how we work as a unit and as a team. And but for us, like we're so used to it that like it's it's almost stranger to do all the stuff alone because. Mm. Because we're very, very like used to just like functioning as one entity. As the unit. <laughs> and you guys do have um, some side projects as well, the Venus Project and Fizzy Milk. What's it like working on those other projects at the same time as Broods? I think it's important to have like multiple creative outlets because you, as a person, you have more than one kind of personality I think and like anybody that is the same person every day I don't trust you because that's impossible in my mind (laughs) Um, but like I think for us 
even just not, not even just with music like we we also need to have different creative outlets like we need to be able to just like draw pictures or we need to be able to make physical art or we need to be able to like dance or we need to be able to do other things and I think like musically it, it would make sense to have all those different outlets for all those different sides of yourself too and I think Bruce is just kind of like one part of what we are capable of as musicians and it's just one little outlet that we have. Yeah, a lot of the songs that we write we don't know what they're going to land under. Yeah. Mm. We write songs and there's some songs that I've written as Fizzy Milk songs or George's written as solo songs that have become brood songs. Mm. You know, I'm like I guess how we both feel about the music and, yeah. and the song itself. I think it's it's important but for us. What we release as broods is stuff that we both connect with and yeah. we both are excited about mm. as a unit. And you need to have room for, for the other Hence stuff why too. I've only released one song under Fizzy Milk. <laughs> Georgia, I wanted to talk about the Venus Project for a second. Um, it's all about pushing local female talent. Why is that such a core aspect of the project? Um, I think the main reason that, like, I decided to make the, my, like, side project all women was because I... I kind of, I kind of, like... I was kind of missing out on, like, a lot of feminine energy. And when, it, you're, when you're writing in this industry as well... Um, and it's like what it's a, it's something that no one sees because it's not actually given to the public basically it's not no. shown to anybody in the public but when you go and you write music especially in like LA or any of these big cities that is you are if you're a female writer you are most likely going to be in a room full of dudes yeah and do you know so what? in the background it's full of it's all men and you're not writing and you're not writing for men Mm. It feels like it feels like as a woman, you're only good to like give like a woman's perspective, not a person's perspective. If that makes sense. And I think that like that is the thing that I'm kind of like when I was writing the Venus Project, it was mostly just because like I felt like I was being outnumbered. Mm. But now I feel like the whole expression the whole like feminine expression should be universal, right? It should be universal because every human being has a bit of feminine, has a bit of masculine. And I think like the more that people try to like really engage with like with art that has come from both sides, the more they're going to get a rounded like perspective. And I think that that has been something that is totally missing in, like, the history of the goddamn world as a woman's perspective. And, like, it, it's, like, in everything. It's in literature. It's in movies. It's in music. It's in art. It's in history. It's always lacking a woman's perspective, even though a woman's perspective is a human perspective. And I, and think, I feel like women as a whole are way more creative than men. <laughs> We've got so many emotions. You know what it's like to go through your period every month. God, it's so emotional. <laughs> it's like, it's so crazy. 
to like think that um, it's been so long without like an even perspective, and I think that the world that we're living in right now is yearning for that that rounded experience. And that comes like that kind of thing that you don't know you need comes through art. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. And and so that's kind of like why I started. And I think like the more that I that I get older, and the more that like I become like more involved in like, being mm-hmm. an adult, <laughs> the more I realize that like it is like a very, very, very huge part of myself that yearns for some connection as a woman or some some sort of representation as a woman. Mm. We'll be back to our chat with Broods in just a moment, but for now, here's a word from our sponsor. Wouldn't you want to hear from Kanye right before he released the college dropout? You know, right before he was Kanye? Well, that's what Sneak Up, a Platypus Shoes podcast, is all about. Conversations with talented people blazing the trail. You guys just played Splendor. How did this year's set feel different to the other time you guys have played? It was the second time we've played it, and the last time we played it was pretty pretty early on in mm. the, the Brood's timeline. <laughs> I think um, it was still... Sam Smith was still playing on the smaller stage at that stage. So it, was a while, <laughs> yeah, it was like a while back. That's a good judge of time. <laughs> Yeah, when Sam Smith was still small. Uh, <laughs> um, but, like, <clears throat> it felt really different this time because um, it's been so many years. Like, we've had, I think, we I think we've had three albums out since then. I don't even know if we had the first album out the first time we played, you know? Mm. So uh, it was cool to see, like, the difference in the reaction and... It was cool to show the difference in us as well. I think, yeah. like, for us, like, the first time we played today, the shit went wrong. Like, it was just, like... Yeah, we fucked up, and we were fresh, and... We were scared, and, like, I sang, like, a whole song out of key because I couldn't hear my voice properly. <laughs> <laughs> and and this time... I feel like we came in, and we were like, what's what happened last time? We're going to come in, and we're going to deliver a show that's up and beyond what we get paid for what we're getting slotted for and just show Australia yeah. <laughs> and I think we did it yeah it felt, <laughs> it felt amazing and I think like we really 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 appreciate Australia and what it has like given us in our careers and, like, and we want to bring out the best that we can possibly give yeah yeah and it's I, not always the case no, honestly, like, going on stage for Splendor, like, weirdly, that kind of thing would usually make me feel a little bit anxious and make me feel like I'd feel like I was getting in my own head about it. But this time I felt so calm because there's this kind of, this very, like, consistent energy that we get when we play in Australia that is always very welcoming and always very, like, Alcohol does amazing things to people. Australians <laughs> <laughs> just basically really like to get into it and just like go full bore. Mm. Full cut. <laughs> no. Send it in. It was amazing. Send it in. <laughs> it was, send it. Yeah. Plus, 
like we had like a bunch of friends playing and like a bunch of like friends coming to the to the. It was festival good though. That, That's like, why I think Australia gets some of the best shows in the world because of the energy that they give to the artists mm. is always going to be reciprocated. I think Australia is so special in the way that it has its own. Australian festivals are very special in that way. Mm. Well, it has, Australia has its own MF industry. Like it's like it's like. The the music industry is so inclusive in Australia, and like the like the just it's like, almost self sufficient. Yeah, it's self sufficient. <laughs> there are so many different genres that get um, supported, and there are so many different like bands that can have. They just have their own career. Well, so just many in people. Australia. There's so many people that could not have the same career in any other country. You know. Mm. Yeah, I think that music is like. The, the importance of it is so prevalent in Australia because of the way that... And publications like yourself and, and uh, Triple J and things mm. like that are, that are considered rather huge influences on a quite a big nation, but come from an alternative perspective yeah. that, other, that other countries don't get. They don't get an alternative perspective as being uh, not as closer eclectic, to mainstream, you know? Not as eclectic anyway. And, and the... And the influence that like all this alternative music has on a, on like an entire industry is it's really really fucking special man like it's so it's so amazing and I think like for us like we just need it to translate to politics for you guys now <laughs> yeah tell me about it yeah you guys have certainly got a speed on that one <laughs> yeah I mean but but I think like I think that's definitely something that, that you guys should be proud of, though, like the support that you give music. We don't get it anywhere else. Yeah. No, nah, I've never experienced anything quite like it anywhere else. Cool. Well, I'll let everybody in the country know that. Yeah, everybody, everybody <laughs> know that we're real happy with that and congratulations. <laughs> now, to move on, you guys are involved in the Platypus Discover Series competition, which is why we're lucky enough to be chatting with you today. Um, can you give me a bit of info on how that partnership came about? Um, I guess they like they. I mean, like, like many partnerships, you get asked to do something, and then you either say yes or no. Or... You're like, yeah, I'm down for that, or no, nah, I'm not. Yeah, <laughs> I think there's a certain pull to say yes, definitely. And what can people expect to experience if they win some time with you guys in LA? Um, probably, probably not a lot. Probably honest, just us being real awkward. Nah, um, uh, <laughs> it'll probably be some good food. It's probably going to be what? What time are they coming? It's probably going to be stinking hot. We'll try and keep it indoors. Try and keep it indoors. <laughs> maybe maybe a beach trip. I don't know. Yeah, I think like the the thing that we will probably I don't know, like just try and like be as honest as possible and, and make it as authentic as possible and just as low-key as possible because we're very low-key people. This is Shout Outs on Sneak Up. A time to get our fingers on the pulse. Who are you guys really digging at the moment? I mean, I'd love to shout out some Aussie uh, artists that I love that I have yet to be able to tell them to their faces. <laughs> yeah. I believe Didi Dumbo is an Australian, mm-hmm. right? Yep. Huge fan Amazing. of Didi Dumbo. We're big fans of... Huge, huge fans. Um, um, big shout-out to Methyl Ethel. Methyl Ethel is uh, dope. Cool. Huge fan. 
um, come see it, come hang out in LA whenever you want. I've already told him that, but uh, just a just another re- reminder. Yep. Uh, yeah. Um, I'm excited for this this project. Oh, well, Emma is it Emma Louise? Yeah, Emma Louise. Emma Louise. I'm she excited was, for what she is coming up. What's coming up? What's What's uh, what's in the in the pipeline? So she writes in, for flight facilities, but her um, I'm really excited about her like own stuff. What's um, what's next for you guys? What have you got coming up? We're just in the studio making new tunes. Yeah, sure. just trying to make. Like, I think like we're always writing, but at the moment we're writing a lot, and um, yeah, just kind of like figuring out what. Getting getting is. getting close to maybe releasing something. I don't know. <laughs> How vague. I love it. My final question, guys, is what piece of advice would you give for any musicians looking to make their passion more full-time? To be honest, I think, like, the thing that... Do it as much as possible with as many yeah, people as possible. I think just finding lots of people to collaborate with and finding lots of, like, um, places to perform and, like, really just trying to, like... you got to just make mistakes and, like, write shit songs and do shit gigs and, like... Write so many shit songs. And then just, like, keep going past that point. You know, you've got to scratch the surface a little bit and keep digging and just keep going and, like, keep... Like, if if you really love it, there's not going to be anything that can stop you, to be honest, I don't think. If you really believe that that's what you're supposed to be doing, there's not going to be anything that will stop you. Cool. I think that's a really lovely moment to end on. Well, thank you so much for the interview, guys. It was such a pleasure having you on. Thanks so much, man. My pleasure. So there you have it. Another lovely interview here on Sneak Up. If you particularly enjoyed this episode or you just love Broods, you'd be glad to know that they're the music ambassadors of this year's Discover Series competition, which is hosted by Platypus. If you're lucky enough to win, you'll be flown to LA to hang with them, work on your craft, and get some priceless advice. If that's something that interests you, you can check full details of it via the link in the bio of this episode. If you want to stay up to date on what Broods are up to, you can check them out over on Instagram at Broods Music. And while you're there, why not chuck a follow to Platypus at Platypus underscore sneakers and Pedestrian TV at Pedestrian TV. I'll be back in a fortnight, but till then, keep it sneaky.